You're listening to Part C of the Prabhu Podcast for September 21st, 2005, sponsored by HariKrishna.com. We are all having to undergo a certain amount of trade-offs regardless of what kind of position we take, whether it's ISKCON, being part of ISKCON, or being outside of ISKCON, in different communities, such as the one in Canada at Saranagadi, which is a much a rural version of what's happening in Alachua, which is you know, an example of devotees of various opinions and have aligned themselves with various groups or cooperating to a certain degree and associating regardless. I mean, there may be other examples. I'm not that well-traveled these days. but And then, of course, myself, uh, I'm an independent, which has its problems and trade-offs, as, as one can, uh, one can uh, discover if, if you read my encounter uh, with the local temple, uh, the Portland Temple. Encounter of a negative kind with um, the local board, and wrote about it, and it became public knowledge. Consequently, there, uh, people who I actually had a pretty favorable relationship with outside the board members, the local brahmacharis and preachers, you know, are giving me the proverbial cold shoulder. I can't and won't give up my brahminical independence to say and. Uh, write and think and discourse on a level which if I was part of this guy I wouldn't be permitted to do. Uh, I believe in certain principles that they don't. One of them is freedom of speech which is to me a Brahminical principle which is supported by Prabhupada's statements and I believe Prabhupada wanted us to discuss things which are undiscussable. That this whole idea of group think or that some senior group, a Shastrik committee or the GBC or someone or a group, some chosen group will do all the thinking for everyone and tell you the way you have to think. This is our creed, which to me is religiosity. It's not spirituality. It's not what the Sampradayachari has preached or promoted. It's institutionalization and it's it's a detriment to anybody's Christian consciousness. Of course, in Iskand, you know, monks, even when I was talking with uh, Bir Krishnaswami uh, a couple months ago, you know, the same theme was there uh, in terms of, okay, we, well, we can discuss anything behind closed doors. Don't let the disciples know here about what we're saying. And we cannot broadcast it. We cannot make it known. Uh, we can almost fantasize about the way things could be or should be if we agree or have a, a similar understanding. But because of this whole element of the Guru's disciples, uh, you know, you have to please them. You, have to, you can't disturb their minds. You can't subject them to any controversy. Of course, Iskan or some temple or some Guru or some program depends on them <coughs> to be loyal and to be serve in an undisturbed manner and so on and so forth. So therefore, uh, even on that basis, you can't subject them to any, any controversy or you don't want to disturb them in 
them, the mythical, almost, uh, GBC sannyasis, all are in some sort of constant agreement and blissful associating with one another, but in fact are, there's a lot of controversy, there's a lot of disagreement, it's, but it's all behind closed doors, just like the GBC meetings are basically not open. They're becoming more open, but there's a whole concept of being that is an intrinsic part of what we call open societies, you know, Western concept of how to deal with basically Kali Yuga and keep people peaceful in Kali Yuga. And Kali Yuga, of course, is symptomized by disagreement and hypocrisy. So there's these principles of democracy, and there's the principle of capitalism versus other economic systems. There's a principle of openness in terms of a people's ability to express themselves in a free press, theoretically. But to a certain degree, this does work. If people are given an opportunity to express themselves, then there's less chance that they're going to have a lot of pent-up anxiety and uh, take that out in a violent or negative way. And then, of course, the whole concept of democracy is based on people having freedom to as much information as possible about how the government works, about how the leaders' lives uh, are led, and that it's the press's business to inform the public, and that they shouldn't be restricted by the government. Of course, this principle is not there, and it's somewhat contradictory to this whole Miskun Guru Diksha principle, where they try to control information and try to uh, manipulate it even. So, I'm not uh, in favor of that, and uh, Bhakti Swami uh, himself was uh, frustrated uh, himself by that concept, but that's his trade-off and his decision, and I, I don't um, fault him for that. You know, we're all having to make these compromises. It's how you're going to lead this life, and how you're going to get through it, and become as Christian conscious as you can, and that depends on the individual. And uh, I made that known to him, that I feel that uh, newcomers should be given a far more <coughs> responsibility for their own Krishna consciousness, in the sense that they should be told, uh, you know, straight up, that whatever decisions they make, you know, they have to live with. And of course, you know, in a sense, that's part of his kind of formula, okay, you know, you pick the guru, it's your, you know, you take the you take the responsibility if you choose the wrong one, not the GBC or, or ISKCON as a whole. And that uh, if you're unlucky or you know, if you haven't educated yourself, well, this you have only yourself to blame. But at the same time, you know, they promote almost a contradictory concept where you know, that the Diksha Guru is eternal, the Diksha Guru is pure, the Diksha Guru is in discipline succession. Uh, that he's taking away your sinful reactions, that uh, it's your business to uh, <coughs> to treat the guru just in the way that Shastra dictates that you should uh, and uh, serve them selflessly and without question and never question their activities or their instructions. Of course, the controversy is uh, what levels I grew to, to warrant that kind of... Um, dedication or commitment, on what level does the guru have to be? And that's up to you to decide whether they're up to that standard, not ISKCON. And the only person, and the only way you can actually qualify yourself to have that kind of discriminating power is to, is to dedicate yourself to the Sampradayacharya.
particularly and most importantly the, the most recent uh, manifestation of that of the Sampradaya, namely A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada, who has left a vast amount of knowledge, Shastric knowledge, lectures, tapes of conversations, verbal, <laughs> written, transcribed. I mean, it's, you know, it's a lifetime worth of study. And whether or not you're actually a diksha initiated doesn't necessarily mean that you're not part of the Sampradaya. As soon as you accept Prabhupada in that same capacity as the diksha gurus are asking their disciples to be accepted, as long as you say, okay, here is an absolutely pure devotee, a nichasiddha, and everything I read from him, I have to assume is, is absolutely true. And this is the gold standard. This is I judge everything and everyone based on his his uh, example and his uh, written word, his spoken word, and uh, I am permitted by our Siddhanta to qualify everyone and everything, you know, based on what I've heard from the pure devotees, and that also applies to different my gurus. Uh, of course, that it could easily apply on a shiksha level, but on the whole diksha level, it becomes controversial. And whether you take diksha at the beginning uh, or the end of your life, or whether you don't even take diksha in this lifetime, in, in my mind, it's not going to hamper your spiritual advancement to a great degree. I mean, if you find the ideal diksha, then fine, take diksha. But everything depends on the individual, and we, of course, discussed all these things. So we spent so much time, uh, you know, in nonstop talking about subjects like this, and uh, and many others. Thank you, Hare Krishna. This concludes Part C of the Prabhu Podcast for September twenty first, two thousand five. Hare Krishna.